Hey everybody, welcome to season two of the Ghoul Friend Hour, episode one with Rachel and our fabulous guest, Jen Jacobs. Thank you so much for joining us. And Rachel, Hello. go ahead. So to say I'm your Hello. I'm your oh, what was it? Wait, what was your introduction Hello. again? <laughs> I'm I'm the ghostess with the mostest when Oh, that's right. You know, it's weird because we don't have our um our third uh co-host today so it's like now we're all off kilter because i was like i forgot my own introduction and i'm like rachel go ahead and then she's like what (laughs) but anyways (laughs) without further ado um jen we're gonna turn the torch over to you and let you introduce yourself well thanks for having me yeah yeah thanks for coming on um i'm jen jacobs i am from indiana and I have been investigating for over a decade with a different team I started, then I started my own. And I host multiple events throughout the year, public investigations, cryptid investigations. I hold three fundraising conferences throughout the year, the Women of the Paranormal Celebration, the Lake Erie Parafest, and Men of the Paranormal con which all support domestic violence and sexual assault victims survivors and their families and then this year since i am now the region two director for the north american dogman project i can have my cryptic conference so come june we will be holding the michiana cryptic con well there you go around south bend and I can't think of anything else right now. Oh, we do global ghost hunt too. Cool. And I'm trying to think. I think that's all. I'm not going to guarantee it though. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I was like, I can't even um, touch your introduction because even just reading your bio and just kind of researching you a little bit, I was like, wow, you wear a lot of hats. Um, You know, there's, there's a lot that goes into you and I was like how does she do it all like that's I'm over here just trying to start a book club and I'm lucky if I can even manage that and I'm like you're hosting conferences and paranormal groups and I'm like wow like there's so much to be um unpacked and like learned here so I kind of want to delve into your early life and kind of talk about um you know obviously your bio it's like the uh, the very first page of a really good book. Like I'm like reading it and I'm like, okay, I want to know more. Um, you know, growing up in Appalachia, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I actually, it's really weird. Um, I was born in right outside of Atlanta. Okay. We lived there and then we moved, I think to Indiana and then we moved to Kentucky and then back to Indiana, I think back to Kentucky one more right. time and then finally in Indiana I've grown up here I'm about Xander sorry no you're good <laughs> but I live about 20 minutes from the Michigan state line okay so that's why they call it Michigana and I've grown up here and you know my mom is from West Virginia down where the Hatfield and McCoy feud was held. Um, that's Ow. a whole other story to tell about my grandpa. 
but um, she grew up down there. They moved to Indiana in the sixties. And then on my dad's side, he's from Kentucky and my grandma had the sixth sense. She used to talk to spirits. Um, I know the year my son was born, she was sitting on her front porch and a cloak figure came up to her and said, there will be three deaths in the family within the next year. Wow. Her sister passed away. Then my cousin um, passed away. And then our aunt had cancer and she passed away. Wow. All within that year. That is, I don't even have words. It takes a lot to kind of take the words right out of my mouth, but that's, that's so profound. And my uncle was born with a veil. So it kind of, and my mom's sister, she sees things, hears things. And I guess I get it from both sides. Yeah, absolutely. Now, how did that start for you in childhood? You know, when did you kind of like, what were some of your experiences and when did you kind of start to say like, Hey, um, I'm, I'm experiencing things that not a lot of p- other people experience. Well, my grandma was here in Indiana. My paternal grandma stayed in Kentucky and they were Southern Baptist and the ones that jump up and testify and speak tongues in church. I have a funny story about that too, but, (laughs) um, so I was always told that, Oh, don't believe in that. That's not true. So I was about four years old and I was in my mom's bedroom and I looked out the back window and there was something looking in the window at me. It smiled. And it, to me at four years old, the only thing I remember is it looked like a tree with eyes and smiled and limbs and leaves. So later on, the more I researched, I found out it was an elemental spirit. And when I told my mom, she's like, oh, no, no, no. That's the devil after you for being mean. Oh, no. But you know what? Didn't deter me a bit. Anything I could get my hands on about the paranormal from ghosts to Bermuda Triangle to Bigfoot, I would read, watch, whatever I could. And my junior or senior year, I actually wrote a paper about Bigfoot for my English final. That's fantastic. I I wish I would have kept that paper. I really do now. How? So I when I when I read that in your bio, I was super interested because not only like have you had experiences well I guess um do you really classify cryptids under I guess like the paranormal umbrella right that's what I do it's the I know everybody views it differently yeah um To to me it's unknown so yeah so like with you know I just thought it was super cool that you've had experiences with the paranormal, but also this like deep interest in, you know, cryptids. Um, So how did you kind of, what, where was that transition from, okay, you had this paranormal experience, like spiritually, I guess we'll call it. Mm -hmm. I don't really know how to classify that, but then you kind of moved into the, the cryptid sector of it. So how did that come about? Like, where did that interest come from? Or did, was it just from the books and 
Well, I used, I don't know if I watched something on TV or if it was because I read the books, but when I was younger, I would dream that Bigfoot was standing at the end of my bed. Hmm. And as a little kid, that would scare you. I mean, my kids have grown up around it and I'm pretty sure they feel like that's just the coolest thing, but <laughs> you know, at that, cool. age, at that age, I was like, okay, so why am I dreaming about Bigfoot? And people have said they're like a spiritual being and they come and go and like dogmen have like walk, like appear and disappear just like spirits do or ghosts do. Okay. But I don't know. It just kind of all came together okay. all at once. And I've always, like I said, I've always been interested in it. And I don't know if it's from just reading, watching TV, hearing stories. I don't know. Do you have um, like a, an interest in one over the other? Like, is there something that kind of catches you more than, I don't know how I want to word this. Like, basically, like when you're looking at like the paranormal as a whole, you know, and are you tending to kind of lean more towards like ghosts and the spiritual side of things? Or are you going to lean more towards the cryptids? Because maybe there's some more known and investigations that need to be like more work that needs to be done there. Well, there's all kinds of work. It needs to be done in the cryptid field. It's a lot of it is still unknown. And my first love will always be ghost hunting. Okay. It, it will. I mean, I've had my experiences with cryptids and my mom's calling. And every time I do a podcast or I'm talking to somebody on the phone, she calls. We sure. say this all the time, like between me and Rachel, it's like nobody will call us all day. And the minute we hop on, everyone wants to like talk. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I just text her can't talk um, much <laughs> i should have answered been like hey you're live what's going on hey we've put we've put uh rachel's nana on the spot we've called her up on a podcast <laughs> like you're calling you're talking yeah. <laughs> i should have done that to her learn that lesson but yeah i've had cryptid encounters as well but since i've seen things and experienced things since I was young, the ghost hunting will always be like my big thing. Absolutely. But I do enjoy a good cryptid investigation too. See, I just think that's so interesting because I don't, I haven't, um, I've interviewed a, a lot of people. We've interviewed a lot of people on this podcast and I feel like we have really like found a love for cryptids, but we don't get to come across a lot of people who investigate them or deal with them mm -hmm. um so before we kind of cross over into the the cryptid questions that we have um i did want to ask so uh, you know as somebody who is a sensitive myself and knowing that it's a very generational thing it, do your kids have your kids displayed any signs of sensitivities oh yeah yeah they have um how do you how do you deal with that as a mom you know and how have you kind of helped them navigate that? It's, it comes, it's normal to them. It really is. It's very, very normal to them. Yeah, we should take that. Take that. Um, my older son, he 
denies it. Mm-hmm. He's he's actually went and investigated with me. Okay. But he's like, he thought it was really cool. We went to, uh, what's it called? The old Lake County Jail up in Crown Point, Indiana. Okay. And he actually, when he was investigating, he saw the dog, the spirit dog there. And we were doing an EVP session and it said it was D- John Dillinger that what? he was communicating with. That's, that's who they said they were. He asked, he was all excited about it. And yeah. now he's just like, eh. but if he had to choose, I think he'd go more towards the cryptids if he ever got into investigating because he's okay. had encounters himself. Okay. And my daughter she has seen things since she was like three or four. We lived in an apartment and it was like the living room. And then there was a small hallway. And at the end of the hallway was my bedroom. And on the left was the bathroom. And on the right was her room. I was laying in bed and there was a nightlight and I saw something cross from the bathroom to her bedroom. And before I could say anything, she goes, mom, why are you in my bedroom? So I went in there. I said, I wasn't in your bedroom. She goes, yeah, you were, you were standing in here. And she, when she was like seven, we did a couple libraries and she would use the equipment and teach other kids how to use it. Oh, and that's so cool. We were actually at a library and there was a little boy that was there, a spirit. And he would only communicate with her and the other little kids. And when an adult would ask a question, he wouldn't answer. Oh my goodness. That's so cute though. Yeah. So it's natural to her. And then she, she quit for a while. And I think it's because she's a teenager, but, (laughs) but, um, she just started investigating again with me. She went to the Hensdale house with me. Oh my goodness. How was that? It it was good. We actually did global ghost hunt there. Okay. So there's a video on global ghost hunts, YouTube channel. And then she went to Randolph County asylum with me. Oh, that's pretty neat. And so she's got a lot of exposure. Oh yeah, she has. And at the Hensdale house, she was like, Oh, can I do the Estes method with the blindfold and the eras I'm like no not here because of the suicides and the not so nice stuff yeah but we, we didn't really encounter much of that and we've got now, can you maybe tell our listeners why you wouldn't recommend doing the Estes method in a darker place like that I mean I'm familiar with why you I'm I'm assuming why you probably would not want to do it but I'm for some of our listeners who may be a little bit newer to the paranormal side of things yeah with her she um we celebrated her one year out of the hospital okay December 16th okay um and anybody that knows me knows I'll be open about it I know a lot of people are like, Shh, that's a family subject. You don't talk about that stuff. But unless you talk about it, it won't come out. She's actually been in the hospital twice for suicidal tendencies. Okay. And we celebrate her year out. And then she'll, it'll be like February and March 
will be another anniversary. So since there was an exorcism, um, the one gal that lived there, what was her name? Lori Lauren, I don't remember, was one of the daughters. She actually ended up killing herself and they've seen her there. So I would not let her go under and do the Estes method because of her past and because of the suicide from the girl that lived there and the darker energy there. So kind of uh, worry, I guess, worrisome that it would be influential and provoking. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Want whatever to get attached to her or anything, but we, we, um, we actually, Tiffany was great. She put a sheet up for the girls like a little door because they they went to sleep after we did the video they were our um, videographers <laughs> fancy word right they just filmed this basically <laughs> and, um, after that they went to sleep and she put them up a sheet over the door and we gave them some crystals and stones to protect them and Tiffany had asked them, said, don't bother the girls, you know, just leave them alone. They, they didn't bother her. Okay. One of them at all. Now, I just think it's interesting because you, you kind of touch upon, um, crystals. And one of the things that I always like to ask different investigators, because everybody I think truly has a different belief system, um, different religions, different backgrounds. And some people believe, you know, as long as I have faith, I don't really do anything to really protect myself on investigations. Some people are like, oh no, I absolutely have like a ritual or something that I do before and after an investigation. So um, kind of bringing up crystals, you know, is, is that how, is that Tiffany's thing? Is that something that you've adapted to as well? Um, Like how you guys protect yourselves? Are there any things that you recommend pre and post investigation i i don't do anything okay (laughs) i don't i'm just like i go in completely open okay um i don't like to know the history a lot or what's happened to see if i get what someone else has got that's the way a few of us are but the crystals was from another gal that was investigating and then um i think that's all we put there maybe some sage okay okay but there are ladies that i investigate with that bring their crosses wear their crosses another gal she brings her crystals another one brings the oh what is it saint michael medallion Mm mm-hmm some okay. say prayers, some put their, put like their energy field or whatever you want to call it around themselves. Okay. Me cool. and Becky, we just kind of walk in there like, okay, let's see what <laughs> we get. <laughs> but hey. to make sure to like clear myself and not bring anything home with me. Have you, have you ever in the past brought anything home with you? No, but I've had visitors. Okay. Okay. Do you want to tell us a little bit about those experiences? Um, yeah, there, there was an old hospital over in, uh, over in Lorain, Ohio. And there was a lady there and she, I felt her here a couple times. 
I connected with her and I felt her, her here a couple of times. The hospital's no longer there, but it was like one of the coolest places I'd ever been. And we actually saw a rake and well, the only thing I can describe it as was a rake, but it didn't have, it was skinny and not real tall and had long arms. It was so weird. And when it looked at me and I looked at it, it dropped to the floor and started crawling along the wall. See, so one of the things I will say in Cryptid Universe, so for our listeners that are not familiar with the rake, um, it is, it, I don't even know how to really describe it. It's just, it is probably just absolute nightmare, nightmare fuel. Um, it has like those gangly fingers and very like slender man looking without the tuxedo, I guess, and to put really, a comical they, spin on it. <laughs> they look really white from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like how did you handle that? Cuz I mean that is that's pretty terrifying. I was pretty impressed with myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't I didn't lose it. Yeah. Um we were just standing there and the psych ward and I was standing there and something said do not turn your back on that doorway. So it was like the back stairway going up to the what third or fourth floor. Okay. And beside of me was my best friend's daughter. And she's like, if you're standing, I'm standing. I'm like, okay. And then the gals that were our lead, well, not our leads, but that worked with the location, they were in there. And then I had like four people sitting on the floor. Okay. And I, lo- I was just standing there watching and I saw that walk in. It was about halfway of the door frame. And I can, it, the, like I said, the only thing I can describe it as is a rake, but it wasn't as tall and it wasn't white. And it just dropped down and started crawling. And I said, okay. I said, Hey, I said, there's something, um, we need to go. I said, there's something that just came in and we shouldn't be in here with it. And, and Katie was losing. I was like, go, just go. I kept my calm and we went out to like where the elevators are where you would actually come in that area okay and we went over to the hospice area and they called for somebody to come get us because we were kind they're like what did you see and I was and I told them they're like pretty impressed you kept your call and I said so am I I really was (laughs) because I I didn't want to lose it because I knew if I lost my shit that they would lose it yeah well, and so, I, so is there some truth to the, t- so I, I love the whole, like the Appalachia tales and everybody says, if you see it, no, you don't. If you hear it, no, you don't. Is, is that kind of the cardinal rule? Is that why we try and kind of keep our composure or is it simply just to make sure nobody else loses it along with us? <laughs> that That's why I had to do it because I was like, how am I going to handle them? Like I yeah. had all these thoughts in my head. I thought, okay, if I lose it they're going to lose it. If I keep calm and get them out of here, they're not really going to think much of it. If I say, Hey, I got a really bad feeling. Something's going to happen here, but I wanted to go back and I had it all planned and the place had like so much black mold. They had to close it down and they eventually tore it down. But my goal was to go back and try to communicate with this thing. That was my goal. And then when we went up to ICU, my friend's daughter, we finally got her calmed down and got her to go back in. She actually saw it crawling on the ceiling through and could see it through the tiles. 
she's like I saw it up there I'm like no no you didn't (laughs) oh my gosh that has got to be the most spine chilling like just like just I've never I've never seen um I don't think I've ever really seen like a cryptid I guess I don't because I don't know I've seen a lot of things in my lifetime but I don't think I've ever seen a cryptid and just seeing the illustrations of a rake so trying to picture that I'm like to watch that enter a room with you and then crawl like that like I the crawling is what got me not how it looked but just how it like just like jumped on the wall and started crawling towards us the body movement is everything even like in scary movies there's just certain things that like bone cracking and like just I don't know yeah and see Katie said to her it looked like a dog but to me it had the movement of a rake but was short and like the I think like skinwalker no well come to find out there was a portal on the floor above where we were at oh that's not good no um but it had been seen after that it's it kind of reminded me the head reminded me of the shape of a guitar pick oh yeah okay weird like I had never but the movement in the arms reminded me of a rake that's the closest thing I could get in my head so since you so it seems like you've had like previous experience with a rake so what were those experience like what was the first time you've ever seen one or how many times have you seen one that's the only place I've seen one okay is seen something like that now my friend had messaged me it's been a few years ago that um here in Indiana I used to live in Fort Wayne which is about an hour from where I'm at now and she would live she lives on the south side so it would be like an hour and a half after you get through town okay she said that her son had looked outside two nights in a row and saw something that looked like a rake in their yard yikes yeah but um but anyway but I had connected with this lady there and she had visited me here at home and then we went to uh Thornhaven Manor which is now closed and well dang you're just getting all the good spots well the gentleman that owned that he had went on vacation and had been sick and he had to have more surgery and stuff Um, so that place has been closed for a while and I hope he's doing well I hope so we haven't heard from him and we I think we were one of the last teams in there so 2019 okay so yeah it's been a little while yeah have you been to bob mackey's no we were supposed to go the 21st of this month but we just can't get enough people to go on a sunday yeah but when they said they were closing and or going to remodel or i don't know i was told they were going to demolition the place and rebuild and then somebody else said they were going to remodel and yeah. then they didn't have their liquor license. So we had two Saturdays set up that was sold out. Yeah, it's a, a popular sudden, spot. Then something, well, about they didn't get their liquor license for the new place. 
So we had to switch it back to Sundays and nobody can really go on Sundays. Yeah. Do you, so um, I guess, I guess I kind of want to like pick your brain on this. Speaking of like places, so places that are notoriously haunted um, and they've been torn down or like, so for instance, and this one irks me a little bit because I'm, I have my opinions and my feelings about Mr. Bagans. Um, He had filmed that movie or something, Demon House, right? And there was all this debate on, you know, when something is haunted or there's a lot of energy in a certain spot and it's demolished or torn down. Some people believe it either kind of just stays where it is and it's you know can become land attached or just kind of space attached then some people believe that if you knock down those walls in that kind of containment that you set whatever's there free so like kind of like with bob mackey's it just kind of made me think of that um what is like your personal view opinion when it comes to the afterlife and certain locations like if if something gets demolished where do you think that that energy or like what happens to that I personally think it's released unless they close it. And I can tell you this about the Gary Demon House. Um, It was before COVID. I had a small little get together here, a small little outdoor conference. And Gary's about two and a half hours from me. Mm -hmm. And Father Mike that worked that case was at my conference. And I met him and he spoke Mm -hmm. And he actually said that everything that they say happened, happened. There was like oil on the walls. The kid, there's documents, like there's police, there's. I read they had some of the police reports. Yep. And he, he was involved in it. And he said, everything they said is true. And either people have gotten sick or have passed away that was involved in that case too scary that's what I believe I do believe that what happened there happened I did a like a small little um I do like these girlfriend hour minis on our TikTok and that was one of the places that kind of caught my eye because there was so much debate on where like what happened to that energy um Mm -hmm. and so it just kind of made me think I'm like as somebody with a background like yours and seeing as many places as you have and being a sensitive and just kind of thinking you know what what was your view on what happens to all of that energy because they I mean if you're in this kind of field one of the biggest things that they teach you is energy can't be destroyed only transferred Mm -hmm. so it has to go somewhere um, so like, I'm kind of in the same boat as you uh, that if something is knocked down, it's probably released. Um, and I feel like sometimes that's worrisome. Like, how do you feel about that? Yeah. When like, you see like a, a place with that kind of negative energy, like being knocked down and like, are there ways yeah. that you think that maybe you can protect, I guess, I don't really even know how to word that, like protect people or protect the area from, I, I'm curious if he sealed the place. Yeah. Like spiritually, if he sealed it. But I don't want to sound mean and Lord, please don't sue me. But I don't think he would. I just can't see him sealing something like that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I, yeah. I can't it's, see him doing that. I Especially feel like since he took the dirt to Nevada with him. 
I the haunted museum gives me anxiety. Everybody's like, oh, you gotta go to the haunted museum. And I'm like, I I don't think I can. I don't think I can. I'm like, it's scary. That I don't know. There's just there's a lot in there. Like like when I think of like Lorraine Warren's um museum, I feel like that is was handled you know properly but then again mm-hmm. like i'm very much a like i don't want to speak on it too much unless like i physically have been there and witnessed it but from what i've seen from pictures and videos seems like it's handled pretty good the energy is contained it's safe it's um don't they have someone come in there every couple of months That's yeah like yeah That's and bless nice. it and kind of mm-hmm. keep things keep those spirits in check <laughs> keep things <laughs> kosher I- are we all good in here? <laughs> I I can't. Who was it? Oh, a friend of mine. Her friend has all these haunted collectibles. I'm like, oh my god, I I couldn't do it. I just nope, I could not do it. The I the haunted like, collectibles. That's that's a. T- mm-hmm. I feel like what intrigue. I actually really really love. Um, uh oh gosh i'm gonna blank on his name um he had a show the haunted collector john um zaphis that yeah yeah okay i was like yeah i was like nephew nephew. yeah and i loved watching his show and i've always been super interested in like haunted objects um but i feel like especially if you're somebody who's sensitive that kind of energy in one collective space I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't know how to exist in the same, like under the same roof or like I would, it would have to be somewhere like decently far in like a really tough warehouse, <laughs> like a bomb shelter. Cause <laughs> was it a show where they had a Dybbuk box and they buried it in some kind of crate? Yeah. I feel like. Was it Ghost yeah. Adventures? Like I some... think that, well he has he just has the Dybbuk box on display. What what show was that? It was on a show. Yeah, I I know what you're talking about cuz I definitely watched it. Yeah. Um because like it sent me down the yeah it sent me down a wormhole. It was like cuz it was on one of the, it was like I think like it was one of those haunting shows. Mm-hmm. Um and they buried it like out in a field or something. Mhm. There's a so girl like, on TikTok oh. right now that's like filling her house with like haunted items that people are sending her, like dolls and paintings and all these things. I'm like dolls, especially. I just, yeah. No. <laughs> Have you with, with my kids? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um I had a a Bishop James Long on the podcast and it was crazy because um he had just started filming a uh, legion of exorcist um with eli roth and mm-hmm. when i was talking to him um he was like you're gonna you're he's like because i asked him about um you know what was some of the the craziest things that you've witnessed and he said um he told me a story he said this is going to be on the show um and if you haven't seen it yet i highly recommend it, it was just really i, I just think it's a it spooked me out, but he basically told a story about um this lady who called him about this like little clown. It was like a little porcelain clown. And she was just like very magnetized, drawn to it. And he said when he pulled up, 
it, it was nothing but like the frame of the house like it was ruins like just burnt to the ground and he said she walked him essentially through like just the blueprint of where the house would be and there was a shelf and the clown was sitting on it and it was the only thing that was untouched and he said when he picked it up it was singed and it was still hot to the touch but it was like and they said that um when he took this clown to he did uh he basically took it out of the home and obviously was um handling it you know religiously and keeping it in safe confines um and he had it in a box similar to annabelle and uh he brought it to one of his um like kind of like TED talks and he said that everybody was like can you take it out can you take it out and so he did and it he had just bought this new laptop and he was like i'm finally getting to the age of technology and right in front of all these people it set it on fire and like god yeah so it was it was crazy so like i when it comes to like haunted objects like that you have to think like and i think this is where people get lost and this is also something i wanted to pick your brain on jen um the fads that go on you know you see on tiktok there's these people that they're like i'm gonna like like you said rachel like i'm gonna collect all these dolls and i'm gonna seek out haunted objects but (laughs) i don't know if they're necessarily the right people are equipped to to be bringing these types of things into their home and are thinking it's cool i can do a spirit box with it and i can put it on tiktok and instagram and it's all fine and dandy and i'm not trying to judge or or be that person that's calling anybody out but just more so the biggest thing about this podcast is educating people on not dabbling and like how often are you seeing like the paranormal become a fad and people dabbling and then you know problems resulting because of that well i think how do i want to say it nicely (laughs) (laughs) and oh i really want to name names but i can't um let's just say certain youtubers and tiktokers they go into locations and say is there demons there yeah there's no demons there they're doing it for views they're doing it to become famous yeah um there's a certain one that says they're a para celebrity and they're not. Um, okay. And he actually said the paranormal field is boo boo. He called this boo boo, but yet he wants to be part of it, but doesn't want anything to do with this. Um, yeah, that stinks because it's a lot of hard work that you guys do. To is that a pun? You said it stinks. <laughs> I didn't realize that I did that, but, but, um, <laughs> but, you know, I think they think it's a quick fix to get their name out there and get their 15 minutes of fame as to where we've worked our rear ends off to put it yeah. nicely. And, you know, I think it's a fad that some people do to, like I said, make their 15 minutes of fame. They don't really care about it they yeah. just think it's it's cool to do i actually commented on um certain youtubers and i said that's fake it's absolutely fake and somebody came back and said well what does it matter if it's fun to watch yeah well 
kind of like the whole point of investigating is the paranormal research to prove the afterlife and it's hard because I I do think that because it's such a fad you have people that are in it just for the entertainment factor like they're just in it for that scare factor but then Mm -hmm. there are people that are genuinely like I see the hard work and I see the kind of stuff that you guys do to really like get people to take it seriously and realize like there's a lot that we don't know about and a lot that like people really shouldn't be just you know noodling in and just kind of I don't know I just feel like there is just like with anything there's danger to it and that's that was one of the biggest like motivating factors I'm, I'm bringing people on here because I think I want your stories to be told I want people to hear about the kind of hard work and the experiences you know that go into what you're trying to show the world what you're trying to prove how you're trying to turn the stigma of the paranormal around um because I feel like too often people are just like like you said they're just kind of just foo-foo just fluff and lights camera action and you know making that money from youtube payouts and it it, it makes you guys look bad and you're doing it all does. the light work and i actually have a friend his name's mike he is with southern indiana ghost hunters if you watch the old like when ghost hunters and ghost adventures started he's the guy that would give them tours at waverly oh wow okay and he it ended up he he was there for what I think like 10 years as a guide and he did maintenance he was there all the time and he it still draws him back he left um it was like kind of taken over and he's told this so he'll tell you himself so it's nothing nobody he's told about it on when I had my podcast a few years ago but it started to take him over and he had to get away from it and it still tries to pull him back or they try to come in and visit him and they've actually um one one of his uh members for his group barb she's like one of my very best friends in the world and she they've actually done private investigations of homes and they had a really bad time with one and it still tries to attack them still really yeah so it's just not oh let's go see what we can get into and then get into something and you not know how to handle it you need to learn how to handle it and not just say everything's demonic there's locations that are really ticked about this um because it's given them a bad reputation yeah and you know, just everything's not demonic. And saying that, I want to add that people, everything now, the big thing now is, oh, it's a Wendigo. Oh, it's a, I've always been told I'll call in an SW. Um, because yeah, you're not really I'm supposed just, to say it. Yep. <laughs> I'm over here dropping that big old SW. <laughs> and, and I've told my kids not to whistle after dark either. And, but everything's one of those now. Yeah. Everything you see. No, I look at it. I'm like that. That's not even close because that's not what it looks like, but it tends to be a fad. Like something is either, oh, it's demonic now or, oh, it's an SW or a Wendigo. No, 
it's just like it goes in fads. Yeah. And these people like make these videos on TikTok and I just sit there and I roll my eyes like, oh my God, you do not know what you're talking about. Yeah. Because you're just saying all willy nilly what it is and you really don't have proof and you're not out here like investigating. You're just going based off of what some other person said. Yeah. That probably is going off of what somebody else said instead of really being in the field and investigating. I, I yeah. hope all that made sense. No, it do, it does make sense. Um, you know, and it's crazy because I will say prior to starting the podcast, all I really had were personal experiences. Um, I grew up in a, a my grandparents' house. Um, they raised me, and their house is extremely haunted. Um, and I never really knew exactly. You know, there were a couple of entities in the home, but one of them was definitely darker. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of fueled like my research. And I didn't realize just how deep it truly goes. Like that, there. I didn't know what an elemental was until I spoke to um Sam. I didn't know what um uh, Pukwiji was. I didn't know that you know demons are actually like less than one percent. of cases um there was just so much that i didn't realize and until i started talking to people of just all different walks of life in the paranormal community um it it really opens your eyes to truly how important and how valuable the work that you guys do is because truthfully a lot of people don't have the time of day to do the proper research um, you know, the, a quick, it's easier to watch a quick, you know, one minute video on TikTok or watch, you know, maybe 15 minutes on YouTube on your lunch break of something scary. And it's like, you only, what, two classifications, there's ghosts and then there's demons and then that's it. And then that's really all you know about. So you just kind of think, well, if it's not good, it's one or the other. And you don't realize how many layers there is to it. And that's what you guys are here for to educate, to learn, to figure out, you know, classifications and it just goes so much deeper. So like to everybody listening, um, don't mindlessly post things and, and definitely do your research and be educated. Don't be brainless buffoons just (laughs) posting away. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like I, I want to, I want to kind of talk, um, you know, about some of your, um, some more of your experiences um, with some of the different entities that you research or maybe have come across on your investigations. Um, I guess just asking you what, what has been the hands down scariest experience that you've had investigating? I will tell you this, the Hensdale house is supposed to have puck wedgies. Oh, those little evil bastards scare the crap out of me. (laughs) I'm so interested with them because since learning about them, I found out that I'm Algonquin and I didn't realize that they're a part of our folklore. Oh, they scare me. That's the only cryptid I won't mess with. Like, you can give me Dogman, you can give me Bigfoot, give me Mothman, give me the Rake, give me whatever. No, I do not deal with Puckwudgies. So, so when we went to the Hensdale house, we went up to the Giving Tree. And I very loudly said, if there are puckwudgies here, please do not mess with me because I believe in you and I I don't want to die tonight and I don't want anything set on fire. I don't want little arrows shot in me. No, 
I won't That's mess so with crazy. you if you do not mess with me. That's like, like a Delaware thing, are like, right? Huh? That's like Delaware thing too, right? I so think have them here. We've I've heard of they're mainly from where I, from what I've heard is they mainly follow um because it's it's Native American folklore and correct jump in Jenna at any point if I'm I'm not getting this right but um Algonquin is really the side that I was kind of searching from their perspective they either believe that like Pukwajis could be like these mischievous kind of um like when I think of them I think of what are those little Oh, what's that scary movie? It was like either the 80s or the 90s. Those little um, was it they live or they remind me of evil porcupines. Yeah. Yeah. I've gotta find I can't think of what the name of that movie was, but I can see it in my head. They have like these like almost like the the honeycomb monster, like but smaller. That's what they were that's what I think of, like when I think of them. But like they um they cause like mischief and like they would lure people to their deaths, particularly um, what is the forest? It's it, Massachusetts, correct? Yeah. It's saying um, found in Delaware, Prince Edward's Island, part of Indiana, Massachusetts. Yeah. Like really just a, a lot of like native heavy native American areas, um, trail of tears, like places like that is where they're said to be. But the, the biggest one was that in that state forest they have a cliff and they were said to like lure people to to leap yep so yep. we I mean, have that's, it here in indiana down so at mount like, state park down by indy they've uh, been seen and heard there too i'm like nope I'm not going there that's so crazy to me because like I just learned about them i've gone my whole life and just learned yeah, about them and i thought they were so like I didn't even know like these things were a thing. It is a fun word to say. It is a fun word to say. I like the word. It's fun to say. See, so do you remember yeah. that 90s commercial? It was the honey, the honeycomb cereal, and there was that honeycomb monster. I don't know. Oh, I'm gonna post it on Facebook. I'm tagging you both after this because <laughs> oh, every time I hear the word Pukwaji. Look at stuffy. You can yeah. get stuffy. I'm gonna get you one. <laughs> I did see. I'll have to look it up and let you guys know. There's a gal that actually makes cryptid, like what are they called? Smushables or I would buy one of everything. She has uh oh I maybe I screenshotted it and can share with everybody that's listening. It was like the coolest. She's got like Mothman, Bigfoot, Dogman. Um I would definitely love that. Aliens. Yeah, if we can find if we can give her a shout out because I'm literally gonna like hop off the podcast and <laughs> go order one of everything. <laughs> I was like, oh, I want that one and I want that one and I want that one. Oh, where is she? It was around Christmas when I found it. No, I don't want tattoos. Nothing says I love you that like a Mothman stuffy. That's it. <laughs> Red eyes, little evil face. I'm trying to find her real quick. Little guy's adorable. Like, look how just how sweet he is. I don't know. I'm like over here and I'm like telling you guys, I'm going to send you a picture. I'm like, I can just show you guys what I'm talking about. The honeycomb monster. But it's yeah, the Pukwaji from after learning about them, I was like, whoa, like these these little things are scary. They are. And that's the only cryptid. No, won't even. Oh, perfect. I'm good with dogmen sasquatch mothman carry me away aliens 
No, not not the puck wedgies. Oh. Oh. oh, now I know what you're talking about. The yeah. honeycomb guy. That's what they look like. <laughs> but yeah, so I um the yeah, I learned about them and I, I just I remember going down like a wormhole and I was like on Reddit, like trying to find like experiences people have had and i'm like you know reaching out to like people on like twitter or x or whatever it's called and i'm like can i share your story because i'm like these are so like i'm so interested in them i'm very intrigued let's go find one little no rachel i don't want to actually find one i don't want to see it up close i just want to i want to experience it through (laughs) other people's eyes i want to see it from afar (laughs) yeah on a video camera while she's at home. Yes, yes. <laughs> Dan needs to put a ring camera on the back of there on the Hinsdale house. I just want, I want to go to the Hinsdale house so bad. You Why? should join us on August 24th. My gal pal Tracy and Boo Bitches Ooh. are hosting their annual event. Right, benefiting domestic violence survivors i am definitely right august 24th yep and outside the group chat i'm still digging i'm sending it over (laughs) we're gonna get to something eventually i i'm trying to line up stuff for 2024 because i really i feel like it's one thing to talk about a lot of this but like i want to i do want to experience like i want to go to i want to see how an investigation is done. I want to like be a part of it. And like, I do want to see it up close. Not a puck would you up close, but. <laughs> we love you go to Maggie's bridge. That just too. a stuffed one. Yeah. Just a stuffed one. I'll take a, I'll take a, a stuffed cryptid any day. <laughs> so her event is called boo bitches paranormal event to support DVSA survivors. Okay. And it's August 24th at the Hensdale house. And, All right. Uh, la, 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 la. You can follow that page. I don't think tickets are on sale yet. I'll okay. actually invite you right now. Okay. I was going to say that. Can you invite me to it? Because that's easier. And then I can shoot it to all of us on here. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll invite you. So yeah so what like um so what was your scariest experience so you said like puck would you scare you yeah those scare me uh i don't i would have to say the very first big investigation i went on was to ohio state reformatory prison oh okay and I felt like something was trying to take my body over. Oh, that was like 12 years ago, but it really sticks with me. What? So what was that like? Can you describe that? Like, um, I had a panic attack. I couldn't find my way out to get outside. One of the other girls was trying to get me out. And we couldn't find our way out. I couldn't breathe. It just felt like, like, just like something was trying to climb inside of my body. It was crazy. I got outside, got grounded and went right back in. And, you know, I've never been bothered there again. 
Really? And I've actually had, and that's why I was saying it earlier, is I have visitors. Yeah, I, I had a visitor from the prison. That's crazy. Um, the last you time like I go went, back to the same locations. Do what? Do you like to go back to the same locations like more than once? I love the prison. Any chance I get, I go there. Um, even like when we go to Sear Point, we, uh, I'm always trying to get the kids to go there and they're like, oh. <laughs> but we um, were in Mansfield before Christmas and the prison was closed or I would have took them that day. And I'm like, okay. And my youngest is like, mom, can we go see the prison before we leave? I was like, yeah, let's drive by. So we did. And my daughter's always like, I don't want to go there. And rolls her eyes, you know, teenagers. And she gets there and she goes, that's the prison. I said, yeah. She goes, that place is so cool. I was like, now you see why I've been trying to get you to come. She's like, we can't go in. I said, no, it's closed. I said, oh, but now you want to come. I love that though. And my the craziest thing this is the craziest thing that I've had happen there um is that the last time I was there I don't go on the tours anymore I just go and sit in the cell blocks okay because I know my way around there I've been there enough and I turn my spirit box on and the first thing that comes out it says how is Caden doing I'm sorry what did you say what that's my oldest son's name. He's never stepped foot in that prison. But here's the weird part. Um, my aunt's husband is from Mansfield. And my son has been going over there. They have like huge property outside of Mansfield. The whole family has like 200 acres. They have a pond. They have creeks. They have houses. They live in there. Woods, deer. So deer season my son's been going over there and he like hunts and fishes and he's been going over there with him since he was a year old and he's now 20 so it's really weird that they knew him but I think because he's been in the area him and my aunt drove by there but that was the first thing out of my spirit box and then two years ago I think he, he sent me a picture. He parked his new car in front of the prison and sent me a picture. I said, you're at the prison. Go buy me a shirt. <laughs> so, so he's like, do I have to? I said, yes, you have to. <laughs> so he went in. That's the first time he'd ever been in there. And he made me stay on the phone with him the whole time he was in there. Really? He's, yeah. He's like, this building is kind of cool. I'm like, now you see why I've been <laughs> wanting you guys to come. But he had never been there nothing and they asked how he was and it was it was actually kind of cool and then these ladies were getting some not so nice evps and they were being really Girl, rude to this lady who had a um she had fell down a set of steps so she had some um brain damage uh, and they were not very nice to these well, ladies after they mocked and made fun of her that's so, so crazy. But it was the same voice yelling at these women and calling them names that I won't see on your podcast and telling them to get the F out. That asked me how my son was. So like strange how different 
the experiences, yeah. you know. And then one night, my friend, she's like, I really want to go ghost hunting with you, but I'm afraid to. I'm scared. So I was like, okay, I'll watch a podcast and see which one would be good. So I was listening to one and was ghost adventures when they were there. And I was cleaning my kitchen. I came around the corner with my dustpan and stuff. And there was a big, tall, black figure standing in my kitchen. All in my mind at once, I was like, how in the hell did this guy get in my house? Who is he? And I started to swing my broom like that was really going to do anything. But, but he just disappeared. And I started laughing. And my youngest came out to the kitchen and in our kitchen is our laundry room, which goes out to our deck and out to the drive. He goes, hey, mom, who's that guy standing back there by the door? I said, well, what guy? He goes, there's a guy standing by the door. I was like, oh, you see him? He goes, yeah. I was like, oh, he just came to check on us. Wow. So, but yeah, that's, that, that that's was pretty like, cool. Like my scariest place, but it's like my favorite place now that was my scariest experience okay well I mean that's pretty that's pretty good for like scary at least it wasn't anything like dark or like you know negative yeah we've we've been scratched before really Um, yeah Eloise they they said people walk in this room and they get scratched well Becky walks in she gets scratched and then I get scratched and um, I can tell you one of the scariest experiences I've had with someone else and it just happened in May yeah it didn't happen to me we were doing and you can watch this too on global ghost hunt it actually happened while we were filming um it was at the Toledo Art Center okay or not Toledo Art Center but Collingwood Art Center over in Toledo and this is known to have not so nice things in there um it used to be a is it a convent where nuns were and then it was a school they have a theater in there and in the house someone was actually pushed down the steps on the second floor yikes and we were upstairs and one of the girls that investigates with us she wouldn't go back up there she said no I don't like that room up there so I was doing the Estes method and they had to bring me out because my and Katie again the girl that saw the thing crawl along the wall with me she was just sitting there rocking and she was crying and her mom's like Katie are you okay are you okay and they brought me out it took me about two hours to get her grounded she um she literally lost her she lost it um I wouldn't let her go to the Hensdale house I told her I said there's no way you're stepping foot on that property but what happened is that she um she just started screaming at her mom. She's like, Katie, are you okay? And she goes, get away from me. Just get away from me. And then she was screaming, stop touching me. And her mom was probably two feet away. I was probably two or three feet away from her. And she's like, you guys need to just stop talking to me and quit touching me. Nobody was touching her. And I told her, I said, okay. I said, you go down the steps and I will follow you. She goes, no, I'm not going down steps. You're going to push me down the steps. I said, I'm not going to push you down the steps. 
She goes, well, they're telling me you are. And so I went down, she went down and like, her mom goes, if you don't get down those steps, I'm going to drag you down. So we finally got her to move and it was me, then her, then her mom and Becky that I investigate with, she was last and you hear her saying, go, 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 go. And we're like, what in the world? She said somebody was running up behind her on that wood floor and she could hear them running up and she thought they were going to push her down the stairs. But Uh, all this started happening, it's on our global ghost hunt. I'm going to check that out because that's that's crazy. And then when we got to the stairs, like the first floor, you have to go down through the basement to get to base where we were at and to go outside where our cars are parked. Katie stopped in. She goes, I'm not going down there. I said, oh, yes, you are. And she's like, no, don't you see that guy standing there? I'm like, what guy are you seeing? And her mom's like, Katie, just go. And she's like, she's like, no, there's that man standing there. You don't see that black man standing there. I'm like, what? She was not a black man, but a, like a mass. Yeah. Shadow. Like a man. And she's like, you don't see that. I'm like, no, she goes, he's going to get me if I go past him. So we finally got her past there and it took me, I don't know, two hours to get her grounded. Um, my friend Catherine was live with us from Greece. She was working on it. I was trying to get her grounded. Her mom made her put black obsidian on and wear it. And she tried to get it off. And then when she woke up in the morning, the bracelet part of it was actually busted. Like not the stone, but it was bad. And I, I never want to go through that again. And she just kept saying, stop touching me and quit yelling at me. And nobody was doing anything to her. I have no idea. It just sounds like a, like a psychic ambush, psychic attack. That's what that kind of reminds me of. But it was crazy. But I can't imagine like having that kind of energy. Like it sounds like multiples like that. Just, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh. That's crazy. But she's not allowed to go back there with us, and she was not allowed at the Hensdale house. If there's anything negative, I won't let her go. That's, but I mean, that's to protect her. It's smart. Mm-hmm. And um, we've, we, you really need to learn how to put your, I just call it a shield or your energy up. And she needs to learn how to do that. She yeah. Really how, like, so I guess. How do you face a lot of these things kind of so head on? I mean, I know you just kind of touched upon the shield portion, but how do you keep your composure when these kind of things present to you? Like, is there something that you think about in your head? Is there like a, like a practice, like just something that you do to kind of maintain your composure? It's just like, it just kicks in of, you can't lose it. You're the one that's responsible for these people. Yeah. It's like, uh, I like, you know, how like, uh, EMTs or nurses keep their cool in emergencies. It kind of like kicks in in like that, I guess. I don't know. I just, I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of shocked at myself sometimes. (laughs) Like, yeah, I was like, okay, we gotta get you out. We gotta do this. Yeah. But it was a little different with her. I've known her for a long time. 
So I was like, come on, you got to go. Like I could get a little like mom-like and rough with her, with her mom there too, yelling at her. So she knew, you know, yeah, two of them together might kick my butt, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, yeah, we were all trying to get her out the door. Like, um, we actually had guest investigators there that night and the one gentleman, he was actually very protective of her that night. You can hear him in the background and he was like trying to get her out and her mom and I and Becky and Donna and all of us were just trying to get her out and it took all of us to get her out. And we all did really well keeping our composure, keeping calm. But I know if I lose it or if Becky loses it, because she's a lead too, that it'll just be like a domino effect. Yeah. Instead of just trying to keep cool and remain on solid ground. Because the last thing we want to do is just create that havoc. Yeah. Mass chaos. Yep. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's smart. And I mean, that's what a, it's a good leader. I mean, making sure that all of your people stay safe and keep their composure. Um, So as far as um, some of the locations that you've investigated, what would, I know you kind of said that the one was your favorite. Um, What, which one do you think has proven to have the most active like evidence that has given you the most evidence. Hold on. Xander, drop it down a notch. He's on his game. <laughs> He's getting excited playing with a helicopter. He's making it go in circles. Um, <laughs> the most evidence is there. Um, we we don't have recordings of this, but Eloise is really good. We actually heard some ghosts getting a little freaky deaky. We oh, okay. On two different, um, on two different, uh, what's it called? Not a spirit box. Becky's got something else. The one that echoes. Um, I don't remember what it's called. And then we had it on another one, and yeah, you you could tell what it was. That was our funniest experience, and that's where we also got scratched. So we got stuff there. Um, Thornhaven Manor when it was open. I actually had a lot of stuff there. Um, There was a gentleman that followed me around while I was there. I'd never been there before. And then when we went to sleep, we slept there. And like, I had one of those really thick woolly stadium blankets and like my jeans and a coat on and my butt would get cold and I move over and get a little bit warm. My butt would get cold again. So we were laughing. This guy was snuggling my booty. Oh, you were a little spoon. You were the little yeah. spoon. <laughs> and we, with Mike, was doing an EVP session upstairs um, that I talked about earlier, him and Barb. They uh, they were there with us. We did a joint venture for World's Largest Ghost Hunt. And we were upstairs and Mike was asking questions. And I asked, I said, why are you following me around? And they said, to protect you. And I said, from what? And it just went silent. But the Sunday night, I came home Sunday morning, Sunday night and Monday night. When I went to bed, I looked out my bedroom door and there was a gentleman standing outside my bedroom door. He smiled at me and disappeared. He was checked on me two nights in a row. Well, so I've ha- I haven't had 
per se follow me, but they've checked on me. And then I've got good stuff there. Um, Randolph County Asylum is really good too. That's that sounds Randolph. Too. I feel like I've heard of that one. It's in Winchester, Indiana. Huh? I feel like I might have heard of that one. It's it's a real good location. Um, trying to think where else. There's a jail that's local to us. If they aren't investigating, allowing in investigations, I would say between there and Ohio State Reformatory. Those are the two best locations. Um, Seems like the jails have like the best jails and asylum activity. Yeah, it seems like they always have the best. Like just from cumulatively, from everybody that I've interviewed on here, it seems like whenever I ask that question, I'm always like, "What's your favorite spot?" I've gotten Waverly Hills. I've gotten um oh, there was one when we talked to Teresa. Um, I can't. It was a reformatory or no, an infirmary. That was an infirmary, but it was, it was, I think there was multi-use there kind of going on. Um, so yeah, I mean, I wonder why that is. I heard like an interesting like take, like somebody had said, um, in a video that I had watched that some of these older buildings were built with like limestone and certain things that are like energy conductors. Is that something that you think could be a. Randolph County is built with limestone okay and i think so and water as well okay oh damn delaware <laughs> that explains why fort delaware is the way that it is <laughs> surrounded by the ocean or the bay i don't know what that is hey i've got one for you Water. research the dover demon <laughs> yeah. as in like dover delaware <laughs> i believe so um I, that's too close that's that's only <laughs> that's too close for me i'm scared <laughs> well they showed me a picture from the Hensdale house and thought it was a sw yeah and i i said well let me share this i said do you mind if i share this with some some of my cryptid researcher friends and they said oh go ahead and i shared it with a, a guy named al and i'm not going to say his last name because i tortured every time He's from Bronxville <laughs> Paranormal. Um, and he's also a, with the NADP. And I shared it to those guys. And Al says, that looks like the Dover Demon. I thought, what in the world is the Dover Demon? And, you know, Did you look I it up, Rachel? Yeah, it's saying it's Massachusetts. Is it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Dover, I, can, like, I can wipe my mustache sweat now because I'm like yeah, this is saying Ma in Dover, Massachusetts. So we're safe. <laughs> we're safe. Yeah, what I thought of was Dover, Delaware. There's too much Dovers. I have a Dover in New Jersey because I'm originally from New Jersey, and we have a Dover there. We have a Dover here. There's a Dover in Massachusetts that we know of now. Wow. Not us. We're safe here. <laughs> yeah, I love Massachusetts, and now when I go and visit, I'm going to be like. <laughs> There's actually, uh, I watched a show last night that it was on. It's uh, it's newer on Discovery. Strange Happenings or the Unexplained, Strange and Unexplained. Oh, that talks about that the Dover Demon. And he oh. said, that looks like what that is when I showed him that picture and I shared it with Tiffany at the Hensdale House. Do you still have a picture of it? I do. Yeah. Are we allowed to see it? 
don't know. Probably, okay. maybe. I'm just so interested. I love seeing, I'm, I'm a, I'm very neurodivergent. And so my brain works very animated and very like visually. (laughs) So I loved it. Like when I'm talking about things, I'm like, I love seeing like pictures and videos. Because I mean, that's, I don't think I've ever, I don't know if I've ever heard of the Dover demon. I hadn't until Al told me. I'm glad that we know now because I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna fall down the wormhole. That's gonna be my new my new topic that I'm gonna be researching. Trying to find it. Yeah, there is. It's so crazy how much like I somebody had said to me, well, if you're gonna do a podcast about like supernatural stuff, they're like, aren't you worried you're gonna run out of things? And I was like, there are always things. Like, sir, how how in the paranormal do you run out of anything in this field? I don't know if you can see it. Oh. You can't see it. It's always these backgrounds. Yeah. I don't know. That's right. We tried, but I'm I'm imagining something scary. It it's let me see. It was it has no mouth. Like they like showed drawings on the show last night. And it has no mouth. It's just like a big head with eyeballs in the mouth. That just Alisa has eyes. <laughs> I could deal with it's the things that don't have eyes that I can't oh. do. Come on, pop up. Eyeless creatures are what get me. That? Oh. Yeah. See? That's I feel like, yeah, that looks what does that it, remind me of? It looks like oh, it's a cartoon character. It reminds me of like a ninja turtle. <laughs> like a very lean ninja turtle. What is that? Without its shell. <laughs> like the like the wish version of uh, Michelangelo. <laughs> Trying to pull it up a different picture. Since Taylor's not on the podcast, I get to torture her. I'm gonna be like, Taylor. That's what Taylor's Timu creation would look like. (laughs) If I told her to make me a Ninja Turtle, it would look like the Dover Demon. Oh my gosh. So um, we were talking about like cryptids, like those cute like knitted cryptids. Um, I'm sad that my cousin's not on here with us tonight. She's our other co-host. She she makes these. She's very talented at crochet. Mm-hmm. Um, and she makes these creations, but they tend to turn out more of like the great value version of what she's trying to make. Cute, so though. I'm going to show her the Dover Demon now, and you have to make it. Yeah, <laughs> but that's I mean that's wild though. Just some of the things that you've that you've experienced and encountered. So like, I guess kind of. Um, I found so, it. Oh, let me see. Squishable.com. Squishable. Okay. Yes. So for our listeners, if you want, oh, it's so cute. Oh my God. Okay. So everybody here, I'm making the executive decision for all of our listeners. You need to get yourself a squishable cryptid. Um, So go to squishable.com and get yourself a cute and cozy little mothman. It's a free ad. (laughs) Yeah, this is a free ad. This is not sponsored. This is just everybody needs one of these in their life. So go check out these little squishable cryptids so that you don't have to deal with the real ones. (laughs) (laughs) These Um, are so cute. 
So I, I have to ask more about like the cryptid side of things before we kind of like go here. I want to know, like, have you, have you seen Bigfoot? Have you like, what cryptids have you seen? What was that encounter like? I've seen a Sasquatch and Dogman. Oh, okay. What was that like? So it was, let me think. I moved here. It was 2017, 2018. Okay. Something like that. When I was driving to work, I'm surprised I did not get rear-ended in the morning. Um, I kind of live in the country. And so I like was like taking a very well-used country road. And okay. I went down this hill and I saw something walk out in front of me and I was at the bottom of the hill. And of course I stopped like, you know, any researcher would do and go, what in the world did I just see? I'm so glad I didn't get rear-ended. And, and, yeah. Um, or hit or hit Sasquatch. Yeah. So <laughs> this huge thing walks out in front of me and my thought was, why is that guy wearing all red with a white hat? And then I realized he was as tall as the sign, you know, the road signs, like the yellow, like, oh, um, he's a big dude. Like, Do that uh, thing. Like, like the no passing signs or something, you know, like speed limit signs, the taller ones. And there was a cornfield there. And I was like, why did this guy just cross the road? Holy crap. He's as tall as that sign and just walked into the corn. And it hit me what it was because I had always heard about, um, they're like orange, burnt orange Sasquatch. And there's, I've heard of ones that have white hair too. And I stopped and I was like, oh my God, I just saw a Sasquatch. Oh, so he wasn't wearing a hat? No, no. Uh, it was one. I'm of disappointed. I was like, oh, I was like, maybe Sasquatch is like a cute, a cute, nice little caveman with a top hat. No, he, just, <laughs> he just had like the white hair on top, and he was like the orange rust colored ones. So, and what do you think Sasquatch is like? They like ladies during their time of month. I know that, and oh. they can be violent. Um, I've heard encounters like there's some of them that get really bad um there was a gentleman that was shooting at him at a rock quarry and he was found folded backwards in his truck um they they can be very very violent but they like the ladies and you don't, I don't know how i feel people. about that like a lot of people will uh try to feed them sweets and feed them things that would be me i would but, probably die very quickly and there's been um documented cases where people like say an older person lives in the country by the woods and they leave them food out and like sweets and meat and all this stuff every day they take food out and set it in a certain spot and leave it there for them well, this person well, passes away and the next people that move into that house don't know about it. And their houses have been attacked. Um, I mean, they tore them up. And they couldn't figure out why or what was going on. And it's because that Sasquatch was used to being fed all those sweets and all the meat and 
getting all this food and then all of a sudden it's gone that would be my dumb ass i try and domesticate anything with hair look at my husband like he's a hairy little creature and i've domesticated him i'm like if i can domesticate him i can domesticate anything I feel like I, you guys would find me folded backwards on the cliffside because I tried to like pet Sasquatch and offer him sweets. <laughs> Just give him beef jerky. <laughs> oh, every time I see those commercials, that's how I, I can't get it out of my head. That's probably why I would try and domesticate Sasquatch. I would be like, come on, little buddy, get in my car. And he'd be like riding with half of his body out my sunroof. Well, my aunt bought me a sasquatch mug it stands about this tall and it's got the head of a sasquatch with a handle and it is a beef jerky one what like it had beef jerky in it for christmas it was like a whole big thing she works at menards so it was like one of those gift basket things on black friday or something but oh, i it was love a that Sasquatch mug with beef jerky in it and I have not unwrapped it. It's old beef jerky now, but I do not want to unwrap it. No, I want it. It's cute it. though. Yes, it's like my big Sasquatch. <laughs> so, like, do you think Sasquatch is like a primate that never evolved? Do you think that they have maybe like personalities? From what I understand, they have personalities. Um. You know, I don't know. I really can't say. I'm very intrigued now. There's theory that they've evolved. They're what Neanderthals or, you know. That's kind of what um, I was thinking. Like cave, like, I don't know if that's the right term. Really cave. Along that timeline, they're, um, when I get into all that, I like get confused. All I can think of is like Neanderthals, but. Oh, what's the other words for him? Now I'm going to have to Google. But something like that. And others say they're part just like a fraction of human mixed with primate. I, I, yeah. Others have said that they come down. They're from another dimension. I mean, so, I could see I that know. too. I, I can't say, oh, you're but I great. would like to sit down and interview one. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, have a seat. Here's your beef jerky here. Yeah. You can even use my Bigfoot mug. <laughs> can you imagine interview with Sasquatch and you just hand him the mug and like, <laughs> yeah. I just would want to know, like, do you speak English? Do you have like a different language? Do you not speak at all? No, like, they, they do mimic. They oh. do mimic. Like, See, I'm learning things. You can hear like they mimic owls and they also mimic voices like you can tell the difference the way they pronounce things but they do mimic just to kind of like distract you and pull you out into the woods and stuff oh that's terrifying they've mimicked women they've mimicked men um they've actually there's a gal that has been interviewed before that i've listened to she was um inside her playhouse and one would come play with her um my son would see him when he was in ohio what? and i think it was a juvenile because he he started going like i said he was one and as he got older it would peak and he said he was running back to the house from the pond and he almost tripped and fell in the creek 
and he heard somebody walking behind him like gonna rush up and help him get up and he got up and it stopped so I think there was a juvenile there that grew up with him and oh, when we were at Malabar Farms, like Harry and the Hendersons <laughs> I wouldn't want him in my house um <laughs> when we were at Malabar Farms we did an investigation out there uh and we actually were sitting in the truck and we heard this big behind the truck on the ground like that just a big thump and we all looked and then like in the distance you saw like these big tall figures running into the woods there was four of us in the car all of us saw them I gotta grab the blade so, okay, so this is going to be a little bit of a conspiracy question. Rachel's already laughing because anytime I go, okay, so she knows something crazy, <laughs> some crazy shit's about to come out of my mouth. It's, so it's that time. It's about that time. It's always towards the end of the podcast. We get a little delu- delu- delulu. Is that what they're saying nowadays? Um, yeah, delulu. So when it comes to, so there's there's a theory that we've we've talked about on the podcast um, about like the missing 411 and people have this theory that there's these cannibalistic people, creatures, not really sure things living in these cave systems mm-hmm. and people have kind of had a, a theory there of like, could this be the same thing as Sasquatch? Is this a different entity? Like have you kind of have you looked into that at all and and what is your opinion on that well i when we were talking about that earlier um in the state parks look at all these kids that say oh the hairy man took care of me Mm -hmm. or these kids they find them miles away yeah like how did they get there so fast yeah or all of a sudden they just appear and they're still healthy they're not malnourished nothing that little, the newest, that most recent one was that little boy that was found with his dog. Nope. And he was like, I think three or four and he wandered out and he was like in the woods. Like he was like a decent amount of miles away from his home. And they said that the dog protected him, but like he, he made it through like the cold, the rain, the, like it was crazy. He was missing yep. for like three days. Like, they were for sure, like, after the first 24 hours, they were like, uh. It happens a lot. Now, down in Kentucky, down where my grandparents live, I think it was last year or the year before, there was a kid that was attacked by wild dogs. And it was, he was drugged halfway up a mountain. Oh, I saw, I see the last two guys. And I saw that story. I was like, oh, "Oh, no, that was that was not that Xander (laughs) Xander drop it down everybody else can hear your big mouth playing PlayStation it's always it's it's gonna be it's funny because we laugh because like it's always one of us so if it's not peach like popping in and like her head will just appear in like the background it's like my child trying to kick in my office door Or my dog throwing up on the carpet. (laughs) Yeah, usually he pops over here and says, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, this kid was like halfway up a mountain and no regular dog can pull a kid straight up a mountain there. Yeah. It's rocky terrain. There's woods. And I guess it, it was pretty bad. 
So that's my theory. And oh, when my mom, my my father would go to work when we lived down there, my mom told me our house backed up against the mountainside. It was probably maybe two feet between the back of the house and the mountain. She okay. said every night at the same time, something would go down the back of the tr- the house and knock all along that back wall. Every oh. night at the same time after he would leave. Oh, that just, that gives me the heebies. And I was like, oh. And my grandparents used to talk about, you better get in the house or the booger man's going to get you. Like, all I thought of was the devil. That's what I thought. And the older I've got, the more I research this, I'm like, oh my God, she was talking about Sasquatch because in the South, they call Sasquatch, Bigfoot, boogers, booger men, booger man. And then um, I've talked to my cousins and she's like, you wouldn't believe the stuff that's around here. I'm like, oh, do tell. (laughs) Just uh, the stories that uh, uh, the Appalachia, I just call it Appalachia, even if it's not just Appalachia, because that always seems to be like the title of the tales. But it's like you hear those these cryptid tales and they're so intriguing because all of us has grown up with some type of folklore. Doesn't matter where you've grown up, you you have something like Miss Machuska or like, you know, there's all these different things. So I always find it so interesting to see what pe- what kind of experiences people have had. And there was this one girl, um, I brought her up often on here. Her name is uh Abby Soda. Soda? Uh, she had a TikTok. And um, she did a lot of these um, tales of experiences that she had in the woods by her house. And um, I just think it's so like, it's terrifying. I would not want to have the experience myself, but it's so crazy and profound to hear about the things that exist and the things that go on in these places. And it's like, if you obviously this is the ghoul friend hour so we believe in those things um but there's always like this sense of i feel like you got to be a skeptic at some point just i feel like everybody's gonna have a little bit of that and so it's like it's hard because i hear it and i'm like no no there's no way and i'm like i think that's denial because you don't want to believe that there's these crazy creatures out there (laughs) but at the same time how neat would it be that if like we truly got to study them and like or talk to them communicate in some sort and like see what they're about and maybe like the we're like running from them for no reason and they're like hey dude you know i'm i'm not trying to eat you i'm just trying to like <laughs> hey what's up <laughs> yeah i'm just trying i'm trying to figure out what you are <laughs> you're trying to figure out what i am <laughs> you should listen to some of these dogmen stories too so tell tell me a little bit about Dogman. Um, they're found in found down there in the south too. We have them migrate from Michigan down through here where I live at, twice a year, usually in May, October. Um, they are not werewolves. Werewolves are like shapeshifters, but they there's seven classifications of them. And the most seen is the one that looks like Van Helsing. That's the one I saw too. And if you look up the Beast of Seven Shoots, it's up in Canada. 
they say it is carrying a like a little white poodle dog or something like a little white dog that it got in the woods um they say there's this thing called a fathead and they say those come through portals too and the fathead is supposedly controlled by an alien that sits on its shoulder there's a video out there i think it was by scott carpenter that shows that what and yeah these these they like to scare people I, I have to I have to delve more into the dog man. Yeah. I joined the Indiana chapter or not joined. I followed the page. Yeah. Um. And I I haven't gotten because there's just so much out there that we're constantly researching. But I want to delve into that because I'm not familiar. So, um, the dog man is it? What are its characteristics and like what like? So you said it's just pretty much it terrorizes people. Like that's pretty much its only. So it, it's like predatory. It, it gets a kick out of it. It's like they think it's funny to like scare people. Like, oh, I don't remember his name. He's have there been any attacks? Oh yeah. There has okay. been. It's actually there's been a couple encounters that's been on dis one of the Discovery channels, one of those paranormal shows. I don't remember which one. Okay. But there's a lot, there's a ton of theories. What are you typing on there? Did I just see what you typed? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I thought he'd erase that real quick. Um, he is a trip. Um, but back to Dogman, there's several theories on that. Some say they're soldiers for alien line aliens. They um, they're spirits. They say others argue that they're flesh and blood. They've actually seen like um, showed up in your house and disappeared like a spirit or a ghost would walk through walls. Others are solid. Uh, I'm trying to think. They're solid, flesh and blood. There's, there's some crazy stories. Some say they're a government experiment. And if you look I can up, see that. if you look up um, the land between the lakes, there's a dogman encounter there as well. And I'm trying to think, there's one in Ohio, the Defiance Werewolf. Uh, there's the Germantown Werewolf, the Beast of Bray Road, and actually the first. Oh, time the Beast of Bray Road! I've heard of that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The first time it was ever documented was in Michigan in the 18, I think it was 1857. Oh. It was wrote about. And speaking of that, do you know which president had a Sasquatch encounter? No. Who was it? (laughs) Oh, some trivia here for you. George Washington. (laughs) Maybe I don't know. I'm going with I'm going with the first first president, number one. Maybe he bit him with his wooden teeth. I don't know. Like a chunk out for out between them, you know. Um, if I'm thinking right, it was Roosevelt. Really? It's it's documented. Oh. Yep. I think it's it so funny because I never thought to do a like um history with cryptids. We did a a what was it? Um what fate like celebrities or famous like historical figures have had ghost encounters. And we did ghosts and they had like Abraham Lincoln 
Um, who was the oh, other yeah. one? Oh, uh, was it Marie Antoinette? She saw her her death. Let's see if I'm right. Yep. Right here. Huh. Roosevelt relates Bigfoot story. <laughs> Roosevelt was a stand-up guy, man. He's a solid dude. I I trust it. <laughs> oh yeah. If you look up which president saw Bigfoot, yep. And then there's a I don't remember the name of it. Oh, I hate when I do that. I have it all like right there. Um, there's documented proof. It was like in the 1800s that these pioneers were attacked. Like seven of them were attacked. They were rocks and things were thrown at them by Bigfoot. Oh yeah, there's all kinds of crazy stuff. Not really crazy, no but you're just like, wow. So this really goes back. But um, yeah, dogmen were documented in the 1800s up in Michigan. It's in the newspapers. Um, then there's the black dog over in Europe. I've heard of and, that. And the beast of okay, Javon something in France. Can you believe I took French? No, <laughs> I know Ken Gearhart researched that one, was on a documentary about it. Um, the beast of Javon Dan something like Shavon that Dan. okay so, uh, yep g-e-v-a-u-d-a-n the beast of javadon i mean that sounds that sounds pretty cool i'm gonna definitely be looking up more about dogman because i i i'm just i'll be honest like i don't have too much knowledge in that um but I'm very intrigued because I've I've heard of the Beast of Bray Road. Mm-hmm. I did not realize that was the like the same thing, like in connection. Um, so I'm gonna have to do some research on this. And German, the Germantown werewolf. We've actually, I actually went over there and went out where that's at with Jody Cook. He founded the NADP. Oh, okay. went out with him, and I kept telling him there was a big group of us. We were walking down the road. And they said that there's two fences that surrounds the woods there. And there's a, it looks like more like a big stream to me than a creek, but they said it's a creek. And they said the one time they were out there, they had found clothes, shredded up clothes. Um, Then they said that you could see animal tracks by the creek, but there was nothing on the side by the fence where that would be at. Where the oh. dog man would be at so we walked way down through there probably a mile or two and you could hear something following us and I was like hey there's something following us they're like okay well let's stay back and we'll see then Dave comes up and he's like yeah there's something following us and I was like yeah I told you all and then we stopped and Jody played some house if you go to the NADP's website it's northamericandogmanproject.com Okay. And you can hear the howls on there. One is actually report, recorded out by the airport. Um, one is, I don't remember where it's recorded at, but it sounds like it's a really weird bark. It sounds kind of robotic. It's a really weird howl. But he cool. played these howls and we actually got responses back. I was like, well, I, I'm ready to go now. 
See, the thing, okay, so the thing with ghosts and cryptids, ghosts I feel like really comfortable with, which I don't know if that's, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I feel like I should have some red flags with that, but like when it comes to cryptids, doing an investigation with cryptids, I will give you guys major kudos because that scares me more than ghosts. Like I, I can see a ghost and I'm just like, hey, what's up? What's going on? Like, you know, whatever. Well, you put you put a you put a cryptid in front of me i'm like I, take me out of here i want to go home i don't want this in front of me i probably would probably shit my pants like it just i would not do i would not fare well i would probably be the first one picked off it just because it's like a they're like animalistic like they're all animalistically based and I just know that I wouldn't fare well in like a bear attack or a wolf attack. And these are like hype, like super hyped up creatures on steroids. And I just don't to hear something following you. Yeah. I would be like, I don't know what that is. I don't know enough about it. Like bears. I'd be like, all right, I got carry some, what is that bear spray? They say that's pretty effective. You know, you know, you can poke it in the eyes or pinch it and it's like snout or something. There's, there's tactics, you know, there's ways that you could injure it. I wouldn't know how to fight off a cryptid. And did you know in Romania, they actually have bear traps in the middle of town? Romania is a lawless land. I, I was supposed to went a year ago and I didn't get to, um, but the gal that does the tour, Maria, she owns Mysterious Adventures Tours. Ooh. And she's like, there's bear traps in the middle of town. I guess they have spikes in them. I was like, I'm not, I said, she's, I'm like, I'm not worried about the bears. I'll handle the bears for you if you handle the snakes for me. <laughs> that seems like a fair trade off. I was yeah. like, I'll even buy you bear spray. They, <laughs> bear spray, like I said, it's effective. You know, there's, there's something there. I just those cryptids man you don't know what you're dealing with you don't even know like i think i would be so stunned like just the the sheer fact if one like appeared before me it would probably eat me before i even had a chance to process like what was in front of me i would (laughs) my head would be gone clear just don't run seconds yeah i would run and the thing about that is i I feel like i have no bodily control it's like my legs kind of just do my brain's like, hey, you probably shouldn't run. And my legs would be like, yeah, we're going to we're going to override that. We're going to freeze. <laughs> yeah. There where I live, my friend Tamala, she investigates with me, too. She's part of the NADP. Oh, and one of the gals that used to go hunt with us, she said she lives out by the lakes. They live about 20, 30 minutes from me. And where I'm at, there's like a whole bunch of natural lakes. And. The one lake is kind of out in the country. And she said her and her husband were driving home one night and there was this big ass wolf that walked out in front of them. And she said the back of it was to the top of her hood and she drove like an Escalade. (laughs) So of course, you know, we had to venture out there. We didn't find anything. And then Tamala goes for walks in the woods out there and Pamela is a brave soul. I've seen Cujo. That is enough for me. Oh my gosh. She'll she'll venture out into the woods by herself and take a walk. And she texts me one day and she goes, I have a question. I was like, what's that question? And she's like, so um, 
I found these deer heads tore off and put on stakes. Would that be a Sasquatch or a dog man? Um, I'm not sure, but probably both. <laughs> yeah, I would be like, um, oh she's my like, gosh, that would scare me. Home. Yeah, she's run into crazy stuff out there. I would never. I, I need home. to get into the. I really got to get better at the world of cryptids. I got to jump more into this. Yeah. This is I this has been so much fun. Like there's things that I learned today I had no idea. I'm here to educate. I <laughs> I love it though. I love it because it's I every time I do a podcast, it's you there's just something new. There's always a fun fact that pops up and I'm like I'm going to be thinking about this for the next week. <laughs> Dogman is probably going to, I'm I know I've said it a couple times during this episode alone. I keep having new wormholes, but I think I think dog dogman is going to turn into my next well, spiral downward. Another cool theory on dogman is that he's a descendant of Anubis. I could see that. I feel like I could see that. Yeah. Just like yeah, I was going to really say, knows. it almost sounds like Sasquatch could be like a Nephilim. Possibly. Yeah, that's a and there's, I, I have it somewhere. Um, they have a comparison chart of Sasquatch, like man to Sasquatch to dog man. I don't know if I can find oh. it. There's a like dog man and Sasquatch are anywhere between eight, seven, eight up to ten foot. <laughs> yeah, I see that look. I'm five foot. Like I said, I would not fare well. I would not fare well. I would not. You know what? Okay. So I saw another podcast do this and this is the perfect opportunity to do this. At the end of their show, it's like an animal attack podcast. They always talk about the animals that they've talked about and who would win in a fight. In a cryptid fight. Who against who and who would win? So like Dogman Sasquatch, who do you think would win? Um... Oh, here. Oh, I found it. Hold on. Can you see it? <laughs> I look like I could be that thing's turd. Like, I am so tiny next to that. And here's another one. It compares a dog man, bear, wolf, and coyote. That's another thing. They um think maybe it's a dire wolf as well. Mm. this is why i think god pulled me to the beach i feel like he was like you know what i think it's probably best that you live near the ocean because i probably have a better time dealing with the loch ness monster than wolfman in the woods yeah we don't have many of those around here well we have like what killen's pond uh Here's we really don't a, we don't have many trees which is kind of nice oh they do like to hide in trees too bigfoot and sasquatch they or tell you not to look up into the trees i don't anymore at night i was okay so my cousin laughs if taylor was here right now she would be like dry heaving i have an unnatural fear of like looking up into the trees and i've been that way since i was little because i watched darkness falls mm-hmm. have you ever seen that movie yep and that scene with the tooth fairy when she comes down out of the tree 
<laughs> I saw that once and ever since then I don't know why it's kind of like the shark in a swimming pool I have this unnatural fear that like I'm gonna get picked off by the tooth fairy out of a forest and it just doesn't uh, yeah I don't know I don't you know the more that I do this I'm like I love the paranormal but I don't know that the paranormal loves me back I think <laughs> <laughs> the more that I actually really think about it and I start to simmer in my thoughts I'm like oh I'm like I don't you know I want to do an investigation but I might have a stroke come with mm. me I'll, I'll, I, I'll keep my calm and get you out of there <laughs> yeah yeah I think I, I think that probably would be best I think I do need to go with you I need somebody that's going to be able to I think I can hold my composure I don't know if I can hold my like I don't know if I could be continent. I might oh be incontinent. I might have to bring a change of pants. And here it is. We here it is, the dysfunctional hour. We'll, we'll just bring you a diaper. Yeah. We'll Packs of extra depends. Everything's fine. It's fine. And good sneakers. I'm going to get those orthopedic sneakers that are good for running. <laughs> Up my chances. Give me like a 5% increase. Oh, uh, well, I I can't believe we literally we clocked out two hours. It always happens because we have too much fun talking. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh. But we are. Yes. OK, quick answer. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Who's going to who's going to like fair? Who's going to win in a fight? So there has been cases reported that Dogman and Bigfoot fight over territory. I gang fights yeah. between cryptids they t- it's my turf that's <laughs> my turf but they they don't stay on the same they oh. won't stay on the same property together oh it's so they already got other. beef no um i don't that's a big question in the field who would win i i can't say I mean, mm. if you got razor sharp claws, I think that would slice, but then you got Bigfoot or Sasquatch that's like huge. He's got like eight foot hands and he just snatches that wolf man up. I'm I'm gonna put my pennies on 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 Sasquatch. I'm gonna have to say my boy Sasquatch. I just had this vision of you know how your mom or somebody would grab you by the ear and be like, <laughs> Come on. He would he would walk, he would walk dog man home. Dog man. Did I say wolf man? I mean dog man. He would he would walk him home. I'm a dog now. Just had that visual. (laughs) He would he would leash him up and he's like, You're my pet now. And they actually have um families too, so it's kind of cool. That scares me though. Family. Can you imagine being jumped by a small pack of Yetis? Like Sasquatch, little Sasquatches. Oh, I know. This is how you actually Wolfman. I mean, I keep saying Wolfman. Dogman is even scarier to have a family. Like a, a pack of Dogman. Dog. Is there feet? Is there any female dog? Like, yep. So they dog women. Dog ladies. Dog ladies. Okay. Dog women. I don't know. <laughs> watch it's gonna be like you know how crows there's always like weird names for like a group of one thing and it's like a, a group of crows is a murder i don't know we call them they call them packs they call them families they call them that would be more fitting if they were called a murder 
Yeah. That seems more that seems more legit than like a pack of crows being called a murder. I'd be much scared more scared of Dogman than a pack of crows. Me uh, too. My, I yeah, can't. You, I'll be thinking about this for days now. If you research and listen to some of the yeah, podcasts, shot me from the side. It, it's very interesting. Listen to uh, Kunbo no, and no, oh, his older shows. I don't remember Tim Kunbo. Tim, no, I don't remember. He goes by Kunbo. Okay. Remember He's got that. some crazy stories out of Mississippi no, no, and Alabama. No. They were on the ground. Yep. Oh, man. This is going to, what do they call it? Your Roman Empire. This is going to be my new Roman imp- Empire. Yep. Um, I'm listen, excited. Listen to uh, Paranormal Roundtable, too. Josh has a lot of just like paranormal stories, period, ghosts, cryptids. He's got some crazy yep. shit on there. I'm like, oh, my Lord. And he used to live in a haunted house. Oh yeah, he he's yeah. And is, is it on uh, Spotify? It's on YouTube. YouTube. Yep. Um, he actually started out with Dogman stuff, and he just is huge now. And I'm trying to think of who else. Um, Tony Merkel has a lot. Um, Blondes and Booze, Barton Nunley. Barton Barton Nunley. Yep. He I like has, these names. He has wrote books and he's a cryptid researcher. Ken Gerard. Uh, oh, what's the other guy's name? Lyle Blackburn. You can even look up Jody Cook's books. I think somebody else had mentioned a Jody Cook. And then we also had somebody, Nicole Strickland. Somebody said to check her out. Have you ever heard of a Nicole is. Strickland? Mm-mm. Let's check that out too. I have like a whole list going here on my little. <laughs> I'm like, I got lots to look mm-hmm. up. But I, have, I literally have had so much fun like learning all about this and like talking to you about all this fun stuff. So if you're ever interested in doing a part two, because Lord knows, I feel like we only. You only scratched the iceberg in like tip of the iceberg in two hours. And we will not be the Titanic and go down. No, no. <laughs> I'm like, I'm excited. Quiet. And we'll we'll definitely put down the, the August event and see if we can't come to that because um I I need to get on my first investigation. Rachel, yeah, if I'm going down, you're coming with me. I'm down. Okay. The only one I've I've did What's the one in Pennsylvania? Eastern State. Okay. We've gone to that one. Or was it Pennhurst? Yeah. Pennhurst? State. No. Is that Eastern State? Is it in Philly? Yeah. Yeah. Eastern State Penitentiary. They don't allow investigations anymore. Really? A whole different direction. Hmm. And if if you this is what gets me, if you do their night tours, like they give night tours. If they see you with any type of paranormal equipment out, they'll kick you out. What? It's known to be haunted mm-hmm. and you're given a night tour. What do you think they're going to exactly. do? Yeah. But, you know, they said they're going a different direction and want to get away from the ghost hunting. Mm-hmm. They, but that's they the haven't whole... done yeah. this in a long time. 
We did. We had my bachelorette party at Pennhurst. Did you? <laughs> that was that was my wild night out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I thought I didn't know where we were going. And it was funny because I had a dream that we went to Penhurst, and like none of my family believed me. And I'm like, I'm telling you, I, and they were like, who told you? And I was like, nobody told me. I had a dream that we were walking one of the like, it was like a graded. I don't know what to call that. Like, it was like metal grates. And I just remember looking down and I could see my feet walking across it. And I just felt like uneasy. And then I had like that deja vu moment. We went and we were like walking across and I was like, I told you guys, oh, I've I'm seen this before. <laughs> and it was so much fun. That's on my bucket list. Oh, it's great. It's great. And honestly, even the, just the, just for fun, the Halloween attraction oh, no. that they do is they take you like through the morgue and like, it it just has that i mean i'm probably one of the weirdos but i love that just old building smell the asbestos it. extra asbestos the better <laughs> you know so yeah i they're like walking through and i'm like mm, like the smell of mold and mildew it just makes my heart just skip a beat <laughs> and it's just yeah, great like favorite. there's so many buildings um it, there's just like a I don't know. There's just, and I'm sure from investigating places you've experienced this, there's just some places that you walk into and you're like, there's like the energy is just magnetic. Like it's just awesome. And it just has that despite when, its history. When we were in Rand at Randolph County in November, I opened the door to the second floor men's wing and I just shut it. I was like, oh, well, Okay, you can feel it in there. Yeah. It was it was crazy. Like you could just feel it. Just grab it. Cut it with a knife. There's like a thickness to it. Yeah, it's it was intense and we had a good night there. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> what? Going. We're going. going to that one? No, we're going to something. We're get, we're gonna go to it all eventually. Well, have, we just gotta I have a ton. <laughs> I'm I'm like yeah any seriously any events and um stuff that you guys do or anything that comes up that you're planning um as long as it's drivable because I won't be able to fly for a little bit yeah I'm not a criminal or anything I just have bad ears <laughs> I'm not on like on the do not fly I worked with a gal years ago that had her medication made it look like bomb residue. It registered <laughs> as bomb residue on her hands and she was on the no fly list. Uh, I'm like, sometimes I say things. I'm like, I probably should have prefaced that with like, oh my God, I can't fly terrible. for a little bit. I'm like, I can't fly for a little bit, but no, but yeah. So like, as long as it's a driving distance, because I have bad ears, uh, we could we can definitely attend and indiana is not that it's not that far because i think it's what like seven hours from here eight hours so we can we can make it work <laughs> well i'm looking um i got stuff coming up in may in kentucky like just like ohio kentucky line okay uh let's see then laughing how far is West Virginia from you? Not far. Not far at all. Um, Labor Day weekend. Okay. I'm at Old Hospital on College Hill. Ooh. I'm trying to get a couple more places. Okay. Um, that's the Hatfield and McCoy territory. 
You should come so, to Fort Delaware. I should. Okay. There's another place we have. Um, it's the Sweet Home Estates. I'm telling you, I got it right down. I'm probably not looking at the right schedule. <laughs> but we have the Sweet Home Estates, too. Okay. And that's in New York. Oh, yeah. So we could do that one, too. Okay. Yeah. Anything like if there's ones that um, seem like they're in driving distance from Delaware, if you want to shoot them over to me, whether it's email or DM, um, it would be fun to take a little girlfriend trip. I think new sneakers and everything. <laughs> it's one of those dates. <laughs> it's all right we'll we'll get it but but either way like it'll be exciting to to look forward to that because i want to get my hands into some some ghoulish things i think tennessee will be a long drive it's the drive for me for the women's event yeah i think tennessee is oh i don't know i have to look at it for me it was 13 hours when we drove to nashville oh Oh, I did 15 yeah. hours to Florida and I don't know if I could ever do that again. Oh. I wanted to throw there. myself on a wood chipper. So I was young when I did that. I top out at about four hours when we go to Virginia and I'm like, I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think as long as we got some good road snacks and some good, uh, some music, I think, I think we'll, we'll be good like eight, nine hours. All right. Well, thank you so much for hopping on with us and sharing all these fun stories and all these experiences. Like, I can't wait for our listeners to hear this uh, when it goes live because I think they're going to really enjoy this. Um, well, thanks for having me. Yeah, anytime. And so we wrap up every episode and it never, and don't worry, because it's not going to be in sync at all. It never is. We always say, um, you know, thanks for listening let uh until next time let's get weird so we always ask our guests to join in with us so um until next time everybody let's get weird weird, weird. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's never in sync it's never in sync but thank you again for joining us and well, thanks for having me we'll plan we'll plan to see you to do some spooky stuff sometime soon definitely and I have to figure my schedule out. So <laughs> <laughs> I've got it wrote down somewhere. I really do. Well, either way, once you find it, we're gonna get those dates solidified and we're gonna we're gonna take a road trip. Sounds good. And definitely well, try to come in August. Yeah. So, I think I think us. that'll be a good one. I think that's one I would like to try and make. Plus it's warm too. So because nothing is worse than trying to investigate in the winter. And you can spend the night at the Hensdale house. <laughs> Just don't sleep upstairs. I think I think I could do it. I think I could do it. I have faith. I have faith. I'm gonna tell my I got I got this. Benda doesn't seem very confident, but I, I can do this. <laughs> there was uh Becky, her daughter, her daughter, her son-in-law, and one of the gals that came with us that lives like in the area. They were sleeping in the living room. Becky's like, I swear somebody was standing at the door just watching us. I was like, yep, I don't doubt it a bit. And when we put the keys in the door, like you just drop them. 
I told her, I said, you know what? I said, if I 